What I want to do is share some scripture, of, of course, and about the work we do with Youth at Restore and to see how you can relate to your outreach, to your community, and to the young people and the teens that hopefully God will be bringing in, you know. And so, um, so can you relate to this? Okay, this happened to me. I recently retired as a speech therapist from the public school system. And that was in June, June 30th. I can't believe it's May. It's going to be almost a year. And, and, um, I, I was transferring funds from the school to somewhere else. And I went to the school to get the information I needed. So I went to get the paperwork to get it signed by my former school district. And I went to the HR department. I was missing a page. I didn't realize that though. And it was a nightmare. The person at the front desk would not help me. That person kept saying, just get the page and talk to your people and come back. And so I said to her, I said, well, help me out, because I want to make sure when I come back, I have the right page and the right things. And so I said, so, so. And she said, well, I, I don't have to do this. You know, I don't have to do this. So I said, okay. So we, I called my person, my financial planner, and he talked to her, and she just cut him off like that. And so I got back on the phone, and I said, all right. I said, we talked to the company that, that with the document, and we went through each page of the document to make sure we knew and everything was right, and I could come and get, it never mentioned a missing page. So I need, I need you to help me. And she just walked away. She walked off. I was highly frustrated. She said she was frustrated, but I was, I was real frustrated. And being a new retiree, I did call some people that I knew and said, I'm having a hard time. They said, would you just come in, Mr. Bagby, just tell them to go to, to, uh, the person in charge. Don't want to talk. Just tell them to go directly to me and I'll, I'll make sure it's taken care of. So when I went the next time, she was so polite and so nice and gave me everything I needed. But the point I'm making is that the system that was designed to help me to, to, to transition, transition into my retirement wasn't working and the people weren't there to help me. And isn't that a lot like what we do at Restore? Okay. The systems that are designed to help the young people and to help them to transition into adulthood from, from, from elementary to middle school and then from middle school to high school and then along the college and the work, it just wasn't there. Or enough of it wasn't there to where it'd be a smooth transition. So let me share with you a story about one of our young men. I'll change his name to Pablo. They'll probably figure out who he is as I talk about him. And he has given me permission to share his story. So he was 14 years old in the seventh grade and came to us from Central America. He didn't know English and didn't have school records. So when they, he came to the U.S., they put him a grade back. Because he had no, you know, so you're this old, you'll go to one grade behind. His first year, he thought he was still in Central America. So he just skipped school, had fun, you know, didn't do his work, and he failed his first year. By his second year, he was learning English real fast. Once he learned English, wow, he loved school, he excelled, 
and he was the, there was two, and they both came to restore. They were either number one or number two in their eighth grade. Yeah, in their seventh grade. They were in seventh grade. Number one and number two in the school. And then when I looked at his, his, he was invited by friends, and I looked at his records, his state exams, they were off the board. And I said, how in the world are you two years behind? And he told me his story. He said, I didn't know, you know. I was just being a kid. And my parents didn't really know, so I just didn't take school seriously. But once I learned English, I loved it. And I, I just want to learn. I just wanted more and more and more. So I said to him, we need to help you because statistics tell me that 39% of kids who are underage, and the, and the more the gap is, the larger the gap, you will not graduate. It doesn't mean you personally, but I'm talking about statistic-wise. We need to close that gap as much as we can. And so we began the process of working with the school, working with his principal, working with the superintendent of school, the assistant superintendent of school, to see if he could just skip eighth grade and go right into the ninth grade and give him what he needs in the summer and on Saturdays to make up the difference. You know, but the school just wasn't, that idea just never entered her mind. You know, one, one of the things they said is, the, and then I'll get to the sermon, one of the things they said is, um, if he goes to the high school, he can't cross the street to go to the middle school to take the math that he needs, that he needed math. Everything else was okay, but they said he has to have a certain math to take the high school math. He can do it together. So I said, okay, why don't you just go to this, at, the, at this school here, across the street, is the middle school. They said, he can't do that. They take a bus, pick him up, ride around the corner, and drop him off. <laughs> you know? Finally, uh, it turned out they just couldn't do it. It was just, it just, they just could not imagine that. So um, he was in the eighth grade going on 15, and, and uh, he called, I called him the first day of school, and he said, my whole world is destroyed. I have no hope. He was all dramatic. He's an art person. He's all dramatic. I have no hope, you know? And I said, what's, what's up? And he said, look at this. Look at the little baby work they're giving me, you know? Look at the, the, the teacher turns around, they're throwing stuff, you know? spitballs at him, something like that. He had no control. He said, oh. And he lived one of the poorest communities, so it was a poor performing school. We were even trying to say, if he can't go skip, put him in the gifted program so he'll have, a, so he'll have a, a richer environment. So I called one of my donors, and, and, and uh, they were good supporters of Restore for a very long time, gave generously. And that year they said they're going to start supporting more, still us, but, but really give a lot to other organizations starting up. They like startup groups. And uh, when that happened, I told her what happened, and she said, how much? I said, it's 6500 And she said, okay, we'll send about eight, just in case he needs something at a private school, you know, every year until he graduate. And I'm glad she said that because then uniforms, Lunch, everything, you know. I was like, oh my goodness. But, um, but Restore was there to help him navigate, help him close the gap, uh, providing with sponsors that helped to pay the tuition and all the fees. 
And then he graduated, went to an art college in Ohio, and he was one of our first students to get a master's at uh, Temple University, you know, Tyler School of the Arts. And now he's a professor at UCC, an uh, adjunct professor. And, um, it says, and his story is not the only one. That's the point I'm going to make. His story is not the only one. So the scripture starts with saying, he, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the, the Lord alone, you must love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. And in Matthew, Jesus adds to that and say, the greatest commandment. They say, teacher, what's the greatest commandment of all the commandments? Everything out there, what's the greatest? Trying to trick them up. And normally, Jesus doesn't answer those folks. He said, I'll give you a question or he'll give them a, 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 a parable or something like that. But he answered them directly. He said, I'll tell you what the greatest commandment is. Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. So what are we teaching passing the faith? When we pass the faith on to others, to your grandchildren, to your great grands, to the children that are, that will come in this pews, and to, through vacation Bible school, you have it, or through your ministry, we want them to learn how to love God, learn how to love their neighbors, and especially to learn how to love themselves. Because you can't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. You know, uh, as I always tell people, is the, um, the the analogy of you in the airport, you're on the plane, and something happens. They say, put the oxygen on you first, then deal with your children. Because you don't want to fall out, and then your kids are there. No one to help them. So love yourself. How do we do this? There's, there's actions and verbs in, these, in, in this as we break this up. So it says to memorize, talk about it, tell people about it, write it down, to walk, you know, and, and to tie it on your wrists, tie it on your forehead. I wonder what that was about, and I read it says on your forehead, so when someone's walking by you, they see it. So it's a reminder of every place. And then what about body parts? It says your mind with your mouth, love God, love neighbors, love yourself, with your hands, with your feet. Your whole body is actively involved in loving God, loving neighbor, and loving self. And then what about the places that we love God? We do it at home, right? It says on the road, in the bed, uh, on your wrist, on your forehead, on the door frames, put it on your door in your homes, the town gates, everywhere you go, every place you're at should be reminders that we are a community where people that love God, that love neighbors, and love selves. And what about the times? Love God in the morning time, love them. In the evening time, love them. All the time without ceasing. So here you have God's command is to love him with every part of our being, every place we at, all the time. And the question I have is, who can do that? Who can do that? I know I can't do that. It's, it's too much. It's too much responsibility. I would go, it's just so much labor in trying to do that, me. And, and what I want to, what I want to suggest is that it's a tall order for one person. How can one person be and do all these things? The scriptures read, listen, O Israel, the message is to the community, not to the individuals. 
Now, as individuals, we can learn a lot from that, and we, we can gain truth that will help us as individuals. But the message to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and strength was a message to Israel, the community. You, you love God as a community with all your heart. You love God as a community with all your mind. You love God as a community with all your strength. I think, um, so of course, there, there are lots of you and me to learn to take away, but the command was passed on the faith. We passed on the faith in the context of community where it might be overwhelming for me or you as an individual in community, possibilities can happen. Okay, it won't be perfect, of course, because we're not perfect people, but in community, possibilities can happen. I used to think that Restore was best if I find people that are close to the kid's age that can relate to them. When I first restored Restore in 1994, I was the big brother. Then, then I became the father figure. Now I'm grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and probably one of the most successful years, season of Restore, came when the program director was in her 60s, retired. Gary was, was older than all of us. He might have been like 65, something like that. And I was like the youngest of them, but I was in my late 50s. And we called each other the Ma Squad, you know, <laughs> if you know what that is, if you dated yourselves. And what we found out is that we had young people, you know, from our corporate partners that were younger to the kids, but the kids really gravitated to us to us old folks, you know? There was something about us showing them and demonstrating God's love that was important in the development, understanding who God is. So kids need to interact with people of all ages who are living out how God's love uh, themselves, how to love God, how to love others and themselves. They need college students involved in their lives. They need young couples involved in their lives. They need singles involved in their lives. They need middle-aged people involved in their life. And they also need seniors. So as young people, if God blesses you to have a, a, a family, they come here for the first time and they see all these gray hairs, you know, you've been thinking, oh, no, they're going to leave. Go right to that family and let them know that they're welcome. Let them know they're welcome. Okay? Uh, one of, another story I have is that when... Um, my first couple weeks at our church, Second Presbyterian Church, they invited us to bring Restore to the church. And we were in the prayer room that, this, that, that the lady circle, the women's circle prayer room, having our meetings. And one of our kids, he just had a very volatile, um, not violent, but just, 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 just an unhealthy home life. And he was real frustrated. And he punched the hole into the wall. This my, I, I might have been there like three weeks. And I, and I looked at the hole, and I said, oh, I guess we're not going to be here no more. <laughs> That's it for this. Because these ladies, they're not going to understand this. I mean, they were like, oh, no, you know? And it was very, and I wasn't Presbyterian then, you know? But it was very Presbyterian, very, you know, different from what I understood at the time of a worship. And I said, we didn't even so after I went to the church, I still went to the church, I went to the fellowship time, and one of the church ladies, the grandmothers, I called her, she came, she said, hey, I want to talk to you a bit. 
I heard about that young man. I said, yeah, you know, and I thought she was going to say, you can't, you got to control these kids. And she said, I'm so glad that we opened space that you can work with kids like that, that they really need this. She said, the wall, don't worry about that wall. Don't worry about the hole. That hole will be taken Yeah, We already, we already decided what we were going to do with that. We want you to feel like do what you need to do to help these kids. And that was her wisdom. I'm sure she was in there saying, no, we're not going to kick them out. <laughs> you know? So everybody has a role of how to love God, how to love others, how to love self. Uh, what children need, this is what children need. As, as God gives you uh, ministry with young people, and I pray that that will happen, that there'll be more young families and young people that will come to a church. And if they see uh, teenagers and children need to see grown-ups who express care, show you that you like me. I'm speaking in, in, in the voice of a, of a child or teenager. Show me that you like me and want the best for me. That's what they want. They want people that can challenge growth, insist that I try to continuously improve. You made mistakes. Let me see that report card. Oops. It wasn't what it should be, like the grades, but you, you could do better. You can do better. I believe in you. Provide support. Help me complete age-appropriate tasks and achievements. You know, as they come to the church, uh, my church, uh, we, are, we are worshiping with, with First Presbyterian Church together. Um, and the pastor is passionate. If she sees young people in, in the audience, she gets them involved in things that they can do, from the little one to these guys. You know, so get them involved right away and share power. Hear my voice and let me share in making decisions, especially when it comes to them. Hear my voice and make and help me make decisions. Uh, and, and then the last expand possibilities, expand my horizon and connect me to opportunities. That's what we did with with uh, Pablo. We expanded his horizon as a kid, not learning English from Central America to an adjunct professor. As a young person who came to us, and now he's graduating college. He's, he's our program director. As a young man who's starting uh, working with Ralph Lauren, and, and, and they notice him because we have expanded for his horizon, we've expanded his possibilities. That's what you would do. So um, how do I close this? Ah, so here's here's what that would look like. It would look like as as young people, young adults, young families, as they come to this church, they would find people who are interested in them and to help them in their in their path. They find people who the young adults, married couples who have been through it, and can help them and give them advice and be patient. You know, they'll find uh. Um, college students that will be willing to, to lend a hand. They'll find young people who will be more involved, and they'll say, this is my church, and love being here. And they will find seniors, and as we all look at uh, people who are, and, and I, I, I'm sure you understand when I say this, they are closer to the kingdom. My mother's 90 years old. And I always say, Mom, you know, um, 
she shows us what it means to be limited in her ability. She says, I wish I could go and do my Bible studies. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. But she's shown us how to still have faith, to still trust. You know, uh, I was leaving. I was visiting her. We had her, her birthday party, and um, I was leaving her, and she had the video on and two cans of vegetable cans, and she's going like this. And she's sitting down and all. And I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm going to start walking the neighborhood. Even if I can just go to the post box and back and then do a little bit more. But I'm going to start walking. I'm getting myself ready for, for the spring and the summer. And I said, you are my hero. Because as I'm struggling to keep my weight down, you know what I mean? She said, you still got to keep going. There's still is purpose. So that's what you bring to the community. Okay? So um, with that, I want to thank you again for inviting us. And here is the message that I have, the closing message. Here, O South Amboy Presbyterian Church, the Lord our God, the Lord is your God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, listen church, with all your soul and all your strength. And Jesus says to you, the second commandment, the greatest, love your neighbor as you love yourself. May God add a blessing to his word and really bind it on our hearts that we may go and see possibilities. Amen.